We return to Show Me Today. There's events planned to help Missouri students and parents prepare their FAFSA file for the upcoming school year. Anthony Morbeth is with Paula Clay. She's the Director of Outreach for the Missouri Department of Higher Education. Let's talk first about what is in the news. I'm reading from several news outlets that the delayed FAFSA release date this year is raising some concerns from education folks that less students are going to be able to apply for aid. What What is your take on that? Well, I don't believe that less students will be able to apply for aid um, and be just because of the delay. Um, the FAFSA is delayed due to um, what's called the FAFSA Simplification Act, and there was some changes um, as part of that act um, of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, um, it's bringing significant changes to the financial aid application process. So it is slightly delayed, but um, students will still have an opportunity to utilize um, the FAFSA and complete it. Um, it does um, give probably some people a little bit of heartburn because it's typically opened October 1, um, but when now we're hearing that it should be available to students by December 31st. So um, what it hopes to do is to provide uh, more access um, for students to receive um, financial aid. Um, it's what this uh, what the changes will hope to bring. I'm told that the FAFSA process is very different compared to years past. I was curious as to your take on that. Uh, yeah, so there's a couple different um, things that are happening. Um, the FAFSA has been streamlined um, to reduce the number of questions students must answer. So originally there was 108 questions. It's been streamlined down to 36. So that's one of the changes. Um, the other thing is the results of the FAFSA are now, are now called the Student Aid Index, the FAI. Um, this replaces the former technology or terminology called expected family contribution, um, which was known as the EFC. So that's another change. Um, there's also some new terminology in terms of um, what we call um, contributors. So parents uh, who are contributing, our parents are also known as being contributors to the FAFSA. Um, and also students who are married, their spouses are considered to be contributors to, to the FAFSA. Um, students, spouses, and parents who provide information um, in the FAFSA are called contributors. This means that they contribute information to the FAFSA. Um, the other thing is, as I alluded to earlier, changes in the eligibility count calculations are expected um, to increase access to federal financial aid for some students. Um, the other thing that we'll have to look at is that um, students and parents, um, contributors must provide consent to retrieve and disclose federal tax information, um, the IRS from the students to be eligible for um, student aid. So they will have to consent to having their, um, the IRS exchange their data with the Department of Education. 
to be eligible for financial aid. Be sure to subscribe to Show Me Today, wherever it is you get your podcast. You also could listen to this entire conversation I'm having with Paula Clay at the Missouri Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development through our website at MissouriNet.com. We're talking about FAFSA or the free application for federal student aid. It has been in the news a little bit here, and I know that uh, your department is helping Missourians out with their FSA ID, as well as educating them on what FAFSA is. And I know that you've had several events scheduled. I know that you have a couple more coming up and uh, hopefully more in the future as we head into 2024. I'm just curious if you could talk a little bit about that and why FAFSA is important and why you're doing this to help Missourians out. Sure. So just to talk about uh, just the tell a little bit about what the FSA ID is. It's the Federal Student Aid ID. Um, It is a username and password that is required to log in and access all of the financial student aid websites, including the FAFSA. Um, The FSA ID serves as a legal signature when you submit your FAFSA. This is one of the, with the FAFSA being delayed, this is one of the things that we wanted to help parents and students, Missouri residents, to have, to get prepared to complete the FAFSA. To get an FSA ID, the students will need to have their full name, social security number, um, date of birth, valid email, um, address, phone number, and we don't want that email address to be like a school a school email that's temporary. You want to use an email that's permanent, um, your phone number, um, and your residential address. You will need all of those things to create your FSA ID, and we want to make sure that we are available. We know that um, completing the FAFSA can sometimes be stressful to people. Um, or they may not even know how to start or begin. And so we want to make sure that we are having these events around the state that are helping those families um, get them started with completing their FAFSA, and that getting the FSA ID is the first step to being able to do that. And to your point, uh, FAFSA regarding higher education is so important. If you plan on applying for grants and scholarships, even for a work study or other sort of financial assistance. And I know that the Missouri Department of Higher Education and Workforce Development is there to help you out. Uh, Paula, I'm curious, um, having spoken recently to Washington University in St. Louis, now let me preface this by saying I'm not necessarily here to advocate for my loans to be forgiven or anything like that. I'm just curious as to your point of view, because WashU uh, are having, as of fall 2024, free tuition for undergrad students. So my question to you is, how does that impact FAFSA-eligible students? I assume they still would have to go through the process. Yes. So they would still need to go to through the process of financial to um, complete their FAFSA regardless of, you know, they may decide to go to a different school or they may decide to do something else. And so it would be important, even for a fact, for people to know what the their eligibility is in terms of what type of state or federal aid they would be available for. You have to get or set up your FSA ID in order to apply for your FAFSA, right? That is correct. 
you would definitely have to have that. That is absolutely the first step in order to complete the FAFSA. Regarding that, I know that uh, these events that you guys have had, you help folks set up their FSA ID and help educate them based on everything that is involved with that. And then you kind of walk them through how to apply for your FAFSA, I believe. Is that right? That is correct. Um, at the current time, we're just working on the FSA IDs. But once the FAFSA does open, we'll have additional events um, available in January and throughout throughout March and April that we'll have these events. Um, they can find our events on our website, which are which is Journey to College mo.gov backslash FAFSA hyphen info, where you'll be able to um, have more information. We have resources on there in terms of infographics. There are some checklists as well as step-by-step um, information on there as well to help and assist families. We also have a calendar that's live and updated regularly that shows you where these events are taking place so that you can see when an event is coming close or next to you. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.